Hi, friends. Welcome to Your Life, Your Story. I'm your host, Jill O'Boyle. This podcast is all about turning your battles into breakthroughs and helping you rise up. Perhaps you feel stuck. Life feels heavy right now. You want to numb the pain with all the wrong things in life just to get by. But could your battles in your life actually be perfectly placed in your life for a reason? Could you use these battles as your breakthrough? On this podcast, I will uncover how you can do just that. Not only will I share my personal story, but I am honored to have some amazing guests on the show who are opening up about their life and the battles they have gone through. But through faith and God's calling, they didn't give up. They're now living their best life. And here's the thing. So can you. So if you're there, you're ready to let go of the chains and discover freedom on the other side, then join me inside and let's rise up together. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Your Life, Your Story, Rise Up. I'm your host, Jill O'Boyle. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Amber Myron to the podcast. Amber is a high school social studies teacher, as well as the founder of Myron Education. She has a passion to help as many people as possible achieve their academic and professional goals. At only 18 years old, she knew she had a love for teaching, and as she continued to grow in her career, she realized that she not only had a love for being in the classroom with the students, but she also had the same love to help educate adults. She has a gift of organization and realized she could extend her skills outside of the classroom to a range of professionals who are desperately needing her expertise and guidance. Amber, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yes. So I know organization in general is a skill set that if you have it, you have it. And if you don't, you don't. And I think there's a lot of people, if they don't have it, they definitely crave or are maybe jealous of the people that do have it. And so I think when people hear the word professionals, I assume that many believe like, well, they must have the whole package. They must be organized. They must be detailed. They must be killing it in all areas of their life. And My guess is you're going to tell me that's not actually a true statement. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I know so many people who have different strengths that make them amazing at their jobs, right? So Mm -hmm. I know one of my colleagues, uh, he is an outstanding teacher. The kids absolutely love him. The kids learn so much from him. He makes learning fun and engaging. And at the same time, If you ask him for a, you know, lesson plan, he's going to be like, okay, I got to go find it. You know, (laughs) like, I don't know where it is. My Google docs are all kind of messed up or, you know, I might only have that on paper. So let me go check my papers. And, you know, so he has some organizational drawbacks, but at the same time, he's succeeding so well at his job. And so it's really just kind of does that lack of organization affect him negatively in any way, mm-hmm. right? He's obviously right. succeeding at helping the students, but does that disorganization affect his time or affect his self-esteem or affect his ability to reach more students by sharing even more of the lesson plans with other teachers? Yeah, absolutely. So what triggered you to realize you had this special gift in organization and what made you decide to embrace that gift and use it as a secondary income and a way to coach professionals on 
organizing their life? I guess I never really considered myself super organized. I never really thought of it because for me, it was just pretty natural. Mm -hmm. But um, growing up, my sister and I helped each other in so many ways. And my younger sister helped me become more social and more outgoing. And I helped my younger sister with organization and staying on task and things like that. And then as she got older, she, which is common, uh, she was late in her diagnosis of ADHD. So Mm. once I found out that she had ADHD and I started researching that more and more because so many of my students have it as well. I was like, wow, she really fits into this category. And I think there are ways that I can help her just like there are ways that she can help me. And so I kind of saw an opportunity to not only study ADHD to help my students, but also to study ADHD to help my sister. And then from there, I thought there's so many other people who ask me for advice on these kind of things. Why not expand it, expand the business to include helping adults in their situation. And it's just been amazing watching so many adults talk about their struggles and really get to the root of their disorganization and then work so hard to change into becoming organized, right? You know, Mm -hmm. it's not a, you are organized or you aren't. It's, are you organized at the moment or not? And Mm -hmm. do you have the skills that you need? So I I feel lucky to get to, to work with those adults. Absolutely. And I love what you said, you know, you realized something, a gift that your sister had that you didn't have and that she could help you and you could help her. And then later you realizing her organization was because she has ADHD, you know, it wasn't, right. but you just already saw it. You saw a need for the reason to help her and guide her along. And then it wasn't until later in life. And I think that's what I love is when you can recognize like gifts, because I agree organization Like if I think about it, I'm pretty organized myself, but I didn't in the past, I never really looked at it as like a gift, but it is a gift. It's a gift that you should embrace and see how you can use those skill sets to help another person out. Um, Absolutely. That's what I was thinking too, is, you know, once you recognize the gift, you're like, oh, now I can reach out and help other people. Now I can influence and better the lives of other people who want to make this change. And if I had never noticed that I was good at organization, then I never would have reached out to other people and had other people reach out to me to kind of work together on that skill. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times I find in past jobs, when you do those annual reviews, sometimes like, people always question, like, I have no idea what I'm good at. And sometimes it's like, go back and read your past reviews from your past employers or go ask your friends. Like they'll be able to tell you in two seconds. Like we're so hard on us as, as especially women of like acknowledging what we're good at. We'll be very quick to say things that we're not good at, but to be able to accept like, I have this amazing gift in organization and I'm going to use it to help somebody is, is like, is awesome. But yeah. So if you're struggling finding out what you actually have to give to others, go back and look at some of your reviews, ask your friends, like they can definitely tell you probably in two seconds. So just as I was saying, like as women, I think we're hard on ourselves, but not only are we hard on ourselves, we also just juggle a lot. Right. And so what would you recommend to the listeners right now who are listening and they want to 
learn from you, what are some ways that they can get organized and then continue to stay organized? Cause that's the key, right? Yes. You might organize your closet one week. I am actually guilty. I'm organized in my work, but I will say my closet. I just can't keep those shoes in the places that they need to stay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll organize it one week and I'll clean that <laughs> closet and they'll be, it'll be like, Oh, it's so peaceful in here. And then, you know, it gets a little bit, yeah, a little yeah, bit scattered. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's very true of a lot of people. Um, you know, women, especially, I think put so much pressure on themselves to have everything in place, everything perfect. And unfortunately that's because of societal pressures and, and then that makes them hard on themselves where they don't recognize their gifts. I would also say a lot of people are maybe organized in one way, but not organized in another. Right. And so that's especially true. I think of, uh, your personal life and your home life. I think, There are so many women who are just absolutely killing it at work. And then they come home and they're like, how could I possibly find the time to have, you know, organized system for eating or exercising or Mm -hmm. taking care of uh, my relationships with other people or just in your own house? Like, how do I make sure my house is cleanly or organized? And how do I make sure that my house doesn't bring me more chaos and that instead it brings me a feeling of peace? And so my recommendation to women especially is to think of their biggest goal. Think of what they want their life to look like. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. If you're fine with having your shoes disorganized, (laughs) that doesn't hurt you, right? Right. That does not hurt you. But if it's something where you're like, you know what? I've always really wanted to have a super organized closet because I just think that's so fabulous. Then that's something that you can work towards. Or if you're saying, I really want to be organized so that I have more time with my children, right? Or I want to be organized. So personally for me, something I need to work on is being organized at like grocery shopping, meal prepping, and having everything ready to go for work. And so once you kind of recognize what is the thing that I really want, like what's the positive thing that I want? I want good food. I want healthy food. I want to feel good. I don't want to have to rush to work, like packing some, uh, you know, uh, processed food in a bag. Right. And so once you think of your main goal, then you can break it down into what are the actionable steps that you can take and break it into as many steps as possible, right? Because yeah. for me, I could just say, okay, you know what? I'm never organized enough to have meals ready. Well, that's too simple, right? Mm-hmm. It should be, okay, when am I going to go to the grocery store? When am I going to cook? How am I going to organize the food in my fridge? And how am I then going to keep this throughout my month, right? How am I going right. to do this every single week? And so that's really what I do with my clients is I, th- I, I have them envision, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfectly organized, but what are the things that you really, really want? Because that's what I can help you with. And that's what you'll probably stick with as well. Yeah. And so when you're coaching them on that, do you usually stick with one thing first? Like, is it easier for these people who are a little bit disorganized to focus on one thing over and over and then move on? Or how do you go about that? 
Right. I think there's two ways, you know, if it seems to be only one thing that's really huge. So for example, one of my clients mentioned um, his emails, he feels like his emails overwhelm him and he doesn't feel like he organizes them right. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, takes notes on them in an organized fashion. And that's absolutely where we can start for more general disorganization. I normally start with, let's just create a calendar of some sort that works for you. And so I worked with a client the other day and we created a calendar that said morning, afternoon, evening. And I just said, put some things down that you know you need to do, right? What is the assignment you need to do or what is the project you need to do? And then I said, you have to add joy to your schedule. Yes, absolutely. And so getting to the root of their joy as well, right? Saying like, what are you missing out on? What are you not doing because you're wasting so much time procrastinating or feeling bad about yourself? And so I had a client who said, you know, I really love running. And I was like, that's great. I mean, that's not me at all. I really despise running, but I'm happy for you. (laughs) And so he, I said, put that on the calendar, your daily calendar, right? And have that be when you want it. Do you want it in the morning? Do you want it in the afternoon? Mm -hmm. We put it in the morning. And then he said, I also love drawing, but I've really stopped doing it. And I thought, again, this is so important. I think for so many people today is that feeling of I've lost myself in the process of the chaos of our world. That's right. And so he added art to the afternoon of his day. And when And then he was so hard on himself when I came back to him a week later and said, how did it go? And he goes, oh, well, you know, it went well for three days. I followed the calendar for three days. And I was like, well, that's great. And he goes, no, it's not. I didn't do all seven days. I said, last week you did zero days. That's right. I was like, this is an improvement. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. And again, that perfectionism that you can see just coming out of so many people. And so it was really you know, I tried my hardest to say, you know, let me celebrate those wins, Mm -hmm. celebrate the little wins because the little wins really are the things that'll keep you going in life. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Like it doesn't, you don't, you don't need to start and then get to the finish line Absolutely. the next day it's progress. Right. And so progress along the way, maybe not gets you to perfect, but it's going to better you every single day. So Take those baby steps. And and like Amber said, like celebrate each of those wins. Like if you did it, then celebrate that and then celebrate the next time um, every single time. Yeah, I love that. And I loved what you were saying, too, about just finding that joy in your day. And I was actually at a conference not too long ago, a really high up CEO said that she absolutely blocks her calendar every day from 12 to one. And she leaves it as open, not private. And it says workout, gym, self-care time. She's very transparent with her team. And I love that in her position and her title, not that it needs to be, you know, a CEO or her title, but she's enforcing that down from a leadership on to her team that says, I'm taking time for self-care. Why are you not like get out of your busy hustle and go out and either take a walk, go meditate, go use our gym in our in our office if you have that. That's awesome. Um, but do something, 
you know, like drawing. I mean, take a little break on your lunch hour and just draw if that brings you joy because it's going to reset and rebalance your day. Absolutely. And I think with teachers, you know, especially they're very close to burnout all the time if they're not already burnt out. (laughs) Especially Um, after COVID and everything else, right? Oh my gosh. Online teaching and then having the kids come back in person and, you know, them really struggling with the adjustment. And so kind of having a very chaotic environment. And so I really made it my mission to be like, I'm going to leave after work ends. I'm not going to stay here and spend my entire afternoon working on things that first off, don't need to be perfect, right? I don't need to have the perfect lesson plan. I don't need to have, you know, the perfect classroom. I need to give the students what they need. Mm -hmm. And I do that within my contracted hours. And so I made it a mission of mine to be like, I will leave at three o'clock and I will go do the things I need to do. And so that might include, you know, talking to friends about things that are on my mind that might include taking a walk that might include, um, things I need to do like grocery shopping and things that are affect my home life and affect me personally. And also adding things for joy and saying, you know, I'm going to go out to dinner with my friends tonight or this and that. Whereas if I stay late at work, I might not have that energy. And so I think that's another great thing as well. It's like, if you don't even, if you don't have time for that reset during your day, make sure you have time for that reset after your work day or before your work day. Yes. Yeah. Make it a hard stop every day. Know when your hard stop is maybe put it on your calendar reminder, if your day ends at four, your day ends at five, have it pop up, say it's time, it's time to go home. Or if you're working from home, it's, it's time to be with family or exactly time for to be with you. So, um, absolutely. I love that. So Amber, what's your recommendation? If we don't stay organized in our life, I mean, what effects could that have on somebody's life? I think It depends on what aspects of their life are disorganized. However, I think universally it affects, I think the self-esteem of the Mm -hmm. person. I think often, right, that perfectionism then leads to that feeling of, okay, well, what is wrong with me? Why can't I be organized? There's a million reasons why people struggle with organization and there's no shame in struggling with that. But if you don't take a couple steps to move in the right direction, you know, that's really sacrificing your mental health and your physical health. I think those are the two that I really see uh, affect. So for example, if I don't do this grocery shopping, et cetera, I'm just going to order out and I might not get be eating the food. I know that I need to eat based on, you know, the like chronic illnesses I have. So I need to be eating certain foods well. Mm -hmm. And the same thing, like mental health wise of, you know, just the burnout and then how that's going to affect you and your feelings towards yourself, but also how that's going to affect you towards other people. If you're feeling so disorganized, maybe you shut down and you don't talk to other people, or maybe you have a shorter fuse because you feel like you have so many things to do and You don't know how to communicate well when you're that overwhelmed. And so I think, again, it's just, you know, if you want to have good physical health and good mental health, this is one of the ways that you can work towards that. Yeah. I love that. Meal planning for me is something that I want to be better organized at because I can tell like the, when we do it, when we like go 
and get our groceries on Sunday and we plan out our week. Like we know we're having pasta. We're having, we always have tacos on Tuesday. We probably always have pizza on Friday, but like if, but to have the ingredients, it's like, especially when kids are back in school now, summer, we kind of go off the grid a little bit, (laughs) but it, it helps keep the schedule going. And I also am the same way with like, I realize in our mornings, the kids get, have to get up early for school. Um, so they're, they're usually up around six 45. So I've been getting in my, myself in a habit of having their Chromebooks charged. The snacks are already packed. If they're packing their lunch, you do that the night before. So you're not starting your day off in that hectic, chaotic, frazzled mind, right? Cause that's just going to set you off. It's going to trickle into the rest of your day at work. So why not be prepared? Absolutely. And yeah. I've seen that in my own life, right? If I don't, I set out my stuff too, right? I have to wake up way too early as a teacher. Yeah. So I make sure my bag is packed. I make sure my lunch is, you know, in containers in my fridge and I make sure that my breakfast is easy or I might bring my breakfast with me to work. But basically, oh, and I lay out my clothes. I know what I'm going to wear. Oh, I mean, that's all huge. of these things I feel are necessary. There's things that I learned over time where I was like, how can I make sure that I'm in a good mindset in the morning? Because I, I'm not a huge morning person. I don't particularly love getting out of bed at six in the morning. Right. So if I already have that against me, right, how can I make sure I don't have anything else against me? And that the transition from you know, kind of feeling a little grumpy waking up to being, feeling like you're very prepared for your job. And then I'm so lucky that I absolutely adore my job. So by the time I get there, you know, the children give me so much energy, but it's like, okay, I know I need to start off in a positive mindset because also my job requires me to be in such a positive mindset. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Especially with children. For me, I would have to, I would have to definitely meditate and get into a positive to be around 20 some (laughs) children. Well, this has been great, Amber. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on. And I think the listeners as women, we all need organizational tips. And so I love that you're, you're, you found your gift. You realize it's not just in the classroom, but you have an, you have other talents with inside of you that um, can also help outside the classroom both students and adults. So I think it's great. I think you're, you're serving to your highest caliber, which is awesome. So for the ladies listening, or really anybody who's listening, um, cause I think you work with both men and women, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So can you kind of just talk quickly about the services you do offer and then how they can find you? Yes. So the services I offer include a beginning lesson on organization, which is very interactive. So every opportunity I work with a per- another person, it's very individualized. So again, we kind of start out with what is your why? What do you want? What are the things that are exciting to you? Um, what do you want to make sure you have time for? And then we work from there to kind of make sure that they have a schedule that they like, you know, Do they want a daily calendar? Do they want a weekly calendar? Do they want a monthly calendar? And we make all of these things. And then I'm really an accountability partner as well, right? So we check in. Maybe you need to check in once a week at first. Maybe later you only need to check in once a month. And we can talk about any adjustments that need to be made. We can celebrate your wins for what you have done. Um, And I think that's huge too, because so many people overlook them. And so I'll be like, wait a minute, hold on. Uh Look at what you did, you (laughs) know? 
Um, and I, I just had a client who said to me, thanks for making my little seem so big. Oh, I love that. And I was like, you're too sweet. And, but again, I was like, no, your little is big. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. your little victories are big. And so if they want to get in contact with me about, um, learning more about my program or just learning more about, um, any information they're looking for, they can contact me at, uh, Myron education at gmail.com. They can also contact me at my website, myroneducation.com. And um, they could also follow me on Instagram at Myron underscore education. Um, and I reply to DMs, I reply to emails, and I just love meeting new people and like learning about their unique wants and their unique needs. And so um, I would love to have people reach out and I'd love to meet some, some listeners. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I will include all the ways to get in touch with Amber um, on the show notes of this episode. So thank you so much, Amber. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Okay, friends, that is it for today. If you like this episode, please give it a like and share it with a friend. To make sure you stay up to date and never miss an episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. I love helping you rise up. Until next time, go out and make it a great day. Thank you.